0: Hello, hello, and welcome to toddler purgatory. I am Blair. Hi, it's Molly here today. And we're talking about regression, child regression. And why do kids sometimes regress and what to do about it?
1: Oh, my gosh. This is something that I think about a lot because we are constantly like analyzing ourselves and our children, right? Like, and you always you look at the kid who has a headache and you think, oh, you know, of that kid from the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie when Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I have a headache. And the kid says, maybe it's a tumor. And he's like, it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Kindergarten cop. Kindergarten cop. Thank you. And so, of course, like headache, maybe it's a tumor. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> you know, they miss the toilet and you go, oh, is this a potty training regression I heard all about? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 You uh, know, yeah.
1: Because it's a big word. It's a it feels like a big setback at the time. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't know about you, but like, I always assume it's
0: something I did. I always assume it's something I did. And then it's always like for me, it's those behavior. Like when they get like weird behaviors, I'm like, oh, OK, we're regressing. Oh, and oh, you know what else? Messes me up. Did you ever do Wonder
1: Weeks? Oh, no. My friend did, though. Ooh. Is that, like, where you're supposed to be, like, developmental stage that your kid is quote-unquote supposed to be in?
0: Yes. And they will give you, like, uh, notifications, and they'll tell you, oh, this week your kid may regress. And it's like, what? Yeah. And it comes up as a lightning bolt. Like, beware. (laughs) Your kid may regress to old behaviors.
1: So on the one hand, does that like stress you out more? It almost sounds like they're trying to yes. tell you you're you're doing fine. This thing may happen. Yeah. But instead, it sends you into that spiral of like, oh, yeah. Oh, I better get ready for it. Now you're
0: like a tense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just waiting for it, waiting for it. Yeah. I mean, that's what it turns into. I'm like, I thought Wonder Weeks was supposed to help me. I feel like Wonder Weeks maybe wasn't for you. It wasn't because I stopped. <laughs> uh, I turned off my notifications. Good Yeah I have Good. to Good move yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: For those listeners who are listening Just to let you know what regression is According to nurseryworld.co.uk So you know those Brits know what they're talking about They know what's up Yep Regression is a process that occurs when a child revisits an earlier stage of development And behaves
0: accordingly <laughs> Yep Behaves accordingly to those earlier stages of development Yeah <laughs> Nicely done Nicely done kid
1: Oh, yeah. And then in general, what causes it is it's very common, first of all, and it usually happens when they feel overwhelmed by an impulse or a life event. That's sort of like the broad term of it. And actually, Nursery World says something which I think is really helpful. Regression is a useful response that allows the child to take refuge in a place that feels safe and comforting somewhere they've already been that they mastered. Oh, oh. That's what I think. That's my interpretation. I made that interpretation. Wait, say that again. That was
0: so, like, doctorly of you. Wow. Oh, man, I miss my calling. What am I doing being an actor? What are you doing? Could have been a doctor. All right, you'll just play one on TV. Okay. Say that again because that was, like, so smart.
1: Except, well, on this, it says regression is a useful response that allows the child to take refuge in a place that feels safe and comforting. And then I think of that as they are revisiting a place or a situation that they've already mastered. So, for instance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like for an adult, for us, I guess it would be like if you were a tennis player and you're awesome, but you're like feeling unconfident or have a life event where you are you can't get your serve back. So you go back, you know, you call your friend from high school. Oh, right. You go back to the basics. And you go back to the basics and you lob the ball and you have fun and you go back to a place that's comfortable. Uh, yeah. And also, obviously, with children, too, It also is like a cry for parental support. Right. Oh, because that's the other thing. In a New York Times article on behavioral regression, they talk about when a big milestone is achieved, Mm. then this kid is like feeling great and feeling independent. And that is scary. Success is scary. Yes, it is. And you often feel alone, even as an adult, right? Success is awesome and empowering. And on the same hand, you say, oh my gosh, I just want to go back to bed. This is scary. I've reached this new place that is unknown to me, you know?
0: And that pressure to maintain. Yep. Sometimes you don't know how you... I feel like that now. Sometimes I get to a place, like, say for, like, I have a really great audition, and then say for, I book it. This actually has happened to me. I have a great audition, and it's, like, so good. And I'm like, damn, girl, you're about to get an Oscar. And then I book it, and then I can't give the same performance that I did in my audition. And it's like... Oh no And then I All the trust that I have In myself as an actor Goes out of the door And I'm like Yep You need to give up Forget an Oscar I have the exact same thing Part of that
1: too is like What I In my case Is like imposter syndrome
0: Mm. Like
1: I reach a point And I'm like Oh I fooled them all Yeah I don't really deserve To be here Yeah 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 yeah. And I do wonder I don't know If imposter syndrome Is a thing for kids (laughs) But (laughs) maybe on a smaller scale,
0: for sure,
1: on a smaller scale. Yeah, I don't I'm not ready to be here yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. In that New York Times article, Dr. Tova Klein, who's a child psychologist and director of the Barnard College Center for Toddler Development.
0: I should send my child there.
1: I should send myself there. She says that's because their progress ultimately rattles them, making them nervous at their outgrowing childhood and their parents'
0: care. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Get me right in the kicker, Dr. Tova Klein. I know. Ugh. And she says it's the constant
1: push and pull that kids feel between the need for dependence and the desire for independence. Oof. That's that
0: is crazy.
1: It's crazy. <gasps> so they are layer, they're like teeter totter. They're not what's that? Weeble wobbles. Do you remember Weeble Wobbles?
0: <laughs> yeah, weeble wobbles. I don't know all about Weeble They wobble, but they don't fall down. They wobble when they weeble and they weeble when they wobble. Did I just make that up? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I thought it was weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. That's it. That's it. Did I make that up? Maybe. They both yes. sound right.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Well it was a long time ago. I don't even know if they make weeble wobbles anymore. <laughs> anyway, was Weeble Wobble the big was that the little one or was that the big one that was like a punching bag? And you could punch it
0: and it would go all the way down to the floor and then spring back up again. And then come back up? Yeah. Because it had the weighted curved bottom. Like mine? I don't know. They were cool, though. I got a weighted curved bottom. But when I fall down, a lot of times I don't get back up. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So that is
1: what it is. That's what it comes down to. Our kids, no matter what stage they're in, and, and, you know, on this podcast, we mostly talk about under six. So we're talking about toddler regression. So some of you listening may have seen this when your kid has really gotten into potty training and then suddenly something happens and... They're suddenly, you know, wetting their pants again or not making it through the night. And that's a big one I hear about from my friends a lot, actually, is because Mm -hmm. potty training is such an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. And it's like that's like independent city. Yep. It's almost like everything goes out the door, like diapers, wipes. Yep. Everything. There's so much that changes with potty
1: training. Yes. It's a huge life adjustment. And I think that's part of it is that kids go, hooray, I can do this now. And then something happens in their life. So it's something, as they say, an impulse or a life event or a big milestone is achieved. And they need that support from their parents. And then all of a sudden, the thing that they can do alone, they're not so comfortable with doing alone
0: anymore. They need mom or dad or a caretaker for that. Oh, but that kills me that they don't do it because they're afraid of losing our support. Yeah. Oh, like. You know, when you just like hear some things and just like it gives you that feeling in your mom gut and your parent gut where you're just like, oh, I can't do anything about it. So
1: combine that to I read this thing in a website called Unity Point and it says older children and adults tend to learn in a linear fashion, sequentially building on skills. That's true, right? Like think about your freshman year of high school versus your senior year and the stuff that you're constantly building on the skills that you learned the year before. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) A young child's learning process is linked to his or her developmental stage and is more likely to occur in spurts. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Regression in learning can occur when these stressful things happen. Potty accidents is a huge sign of regression. Also disrupted sleep. Decreased independence, as we talked about. Infants, toddlers, and preschool children who previously played independently may be clingier and experience more separation anxiety. My son is five years old, and he's like pretty independent he's not one of those sort of preternaturally independent kids but like he's pretty good he's the only child so he kind of has to be almost every day like we'll be in the bathroom or something and we had to go to his room which is maybe 12 to 15 feet away and he says carry me mama carry me you have to carry me yeah it's cute the first couple of times And then after that, I'm like, and sometimes I don't have it in me. I don't have that patience. And I know we're supposed to approach these things with patience. But this carry me thing has been going on now for Mm. months. And he is like (laughs) 43 inches tall. He's like, you know, he's like he's a five-year-old. He just turned five, but he's, a you know, he's a somewhat tall five-year-old. And also, I know that he's not tired. I know that he's not hurt. So my logic brain goes, no, come on. What are you doing? You're five years old. Let's go. That is exactly the worst response to have. And I know that it is even when I'm doing it. Ugh. But it's like my logical brain kicks in and not my emotionally sensitive brain. Is it in your brain or is it in your heart? But not my emotional side doesn't come in. And sometimes it does. And sometimes I just don't have it in me, particularly
0: end of the I was going to say the end of the day? Come on. What am I supposed to do, kid? Pick you up? Ugh. Yes. The answer would be a hard yes from your kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mom. Do you see anything with your five-year-old boy like this? Yeah, actually, with the start of kindergarten. And yeah, with the start of kindergarten, he, we had our parent-teacher meeting. And the teacher was like, he's doing great. But because of the fact that he didn't really sharpen up on his like uh, fine motor skills and stuff in pre-K in the school that he was before, he's playing catch-up and learning at the same time. Mm. So... At home, he's doing fine, but he has these moments. He has these moments where it's like his behavior just goes down the tubes. And I've been more, at first, I was like, what is happening? But then I'm like, sometimes it happens after he does his homework or after he's just had like a long day. And I'll be like, I'll say to him, like, what's going on, man? Like, what's with the attitude? And he'll just say, like, I cut the paper wrong. It's like he's having flashbacks. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's just like a culmination of like, you know, these stressful moments in his day. So then the behavior goes out the door. But
1: mm. yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. That's on the list as well. Uh, decreased independence, as I mentioned, and then disrupted learning, language regression, and then behavior disruption, which is kind of what you just, just described. Children who previously demonstrated excellent self-soothing behaviors may be more prone to externalizing behaviors, such as crying jags and temper tantrums. Oh, my son has crazy t- temper tantrums. Conversely, stress can manifest as internalizing behaviors, such as becoming more withdrawn, shy, or depressed. So It could go either way. This is an interesting thing I think we should bring up, which is, you know, my son speaking of my son having tantrums for him. It's mostly as we've discussed in other episodes, you know, this constant searching for control that toddlers have because so much of their life is not in their control. So I think it's important to mention when it is not regression. So in that nursery world. Mm. website. It says a child can regress only if they have firmly reached a later stage of development. Unless this is the case, what is happening is not regression. For example, if a child has been using the toilet reliably and then stops, it's regression. However, it's not regression if they had started potty training but didn't continue in the quote-unquote right direction. It has nothing to do with what they should be doing at a particular age or stage, nor is it anything to do with adult expectations. That is key, I think. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: what they're saying is the regression that they're having has nothing to do with where we think they should be. Like we have read in a book or Wonder Weeks has told us that at this particular age or stage or day or week or whatever, they should be doing this or that. So it doesn't have anything to do with these. I think with expectations, should be doing is the big phrase here. Like, Right. So we can't look at where they are developmentally and say it's a regression if they're not where someone said they should be. It's a regression if they've gotten to a place, have been there reliably for quite some time and now we're losing it. Yeah, it's not a brand new skill. Also in another article I read, teacher, yeah, ahead of learning in London said that also There are going to be times of transition in your kid's life, whereas truly a time of transition, it's not a regression. So she mentions that when a kid is starting preschool or kindergarten or at a new school or whatever, or going back to school after being, you know, at home for a year with during this pandemic time. That transition could take, she said, as little as three weeks, as much as six months. Yep. We might see, you know, if the, if your kid goes to school and doesn't cry when you leave for the first two weeks and then clings to you and cries that third week, that's not a regression. It's all part of the transition into school again.
0: Cause this is a brand new thing for them, right? Right. Okay. That's big. It's like to distinguish that difference. Cause that's a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves through is that are they regressing or are they transgressing. I thought transgressing was like when you went to the beyond. Isn't that transitioning? We
1: need vocab lessons. (laughs) Can I tell you something really funny? I had to look up a word during my research.
0: (laughs) I always look up words. So I was
1: like, okay, what can we do about it? Like, how can we help them? And then on this Nursery World article, a woman named Michaela Bisio, a child and adolescent psychotherapist said, regression is a very ordinary response to a challenging situation. It is important not to pathologize it. And I was like, I think I know what that means, but I'm not sure. So I looked it up. (laughs) Pathologize, regard or treat someone (laughs) or something as psychologically abnormal or unhealthy. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes. And also she's British. So they spelled it. This article was from that article in the UK. And so they spelled pathologize, P-A-T-H-O-L-O-G-I-S-E.
0: Is it normally a Z? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh, it's pathologize. So it's pathologize, not pathologize. I apologize. (laughs) And I also apologize that I did not know that that word.
1: (laughs) When we come back, we'll talk a lot less about grammar and a lot more about regression. See
2: you in a few.
0: We're having a regression session here on Toddler Purgatory today. And we were just talking about the difference of regression and transition. And I thought about, so my 2.5-year-old has been kind of dabbling in potty training. (laughs) Dabbling in the potty. It's really more of a hobby. I'd hate to call it like a side hustle. (laughs) More of like a, yeah, like a hobby, just something she likes to pick up and do every now and again.
1: That's like me. I go to Michael's, I buy crochet needles and five huge spools or whatever they're called of (laughs) yarn, and then I put it in the closet and I never do it. Never do it. But I have the best of intentions. That's what your daughter is like with potty training.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And I'm not like the biggest, as we know, Molly, I'm not the uh, most focused parent. (laughs) <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm on a schedule. Right. I'm not going to pathologize myself, but... Um, Don't a- pathologize? You know what? Don't apologize. Yeah, I'm not going to do that either. Yeah, But I'm like, okay, so she's dabbling in it. Let's start it up. So we did, and then my older kid started school, and she just kind of let it go. Right? Mm. And now she's like back to dabbling. And I thought this whole time that she's regressing, when really... I think it's just the transition. I don't think that I wasn't fully regimented. And so she's just like, okay, cool. It's just this transition. But she's not regressing because she's still dabbling in it. Right. So when she stopped, when your son started school, which
1: is a disruption for her, of course, that's a huge life disruption. Yes, it is. But would you say that prior to that point, she wasn't really potty trained? No, that's it. She wasn't really potty trained. Then yes, she
0: really wasn't potty trained. I think that's what they're saying. It's like, it's a firmly established Like she's, developmental like she's going thing. pee-pee in the pate. She's going poo-poo in the pate. Yeah. She wasn't doing that. So. Yeah, so this is all, it may have been a setback for her as far as learning potty training process. Right. But yeah, it doesn't sound like it's an actual regression at this point. And here I was like, ah, is, she's regressed. She's regressed! Yeah, She's just like, actually, no, you put all your effort into... My brother going to school and I just found it way more easier to deuce in the dipe.
1: Yeah. And she gets time with you. And that's ultimately what they're looking for.
0: All right, Molly.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what they say. I was, you know, it was really interesting to read about this because it was really eye opening to me as well, Mm. where they said, you may be asking yourself, like, if it's because they want more attention, why isn't it more about doing more of the thing that gives them positive attention? Right. Having these developmental process. We all go, Oh my God, you pooped in the potty. Yay. But it's also having the meltdowns and having the control issues. And that also gives them attention.
0: And it's hard. And it's easier for us to like for them to come snuggle up under us mm-hmm. than you know than for them to be like oh let me make this effort to go use the potty so they can cheer and give me an M M&M. and M yeah <laughs> right do you doing M and Ms sometimes I, listen I'm so bad at it because I just get so I do like the naked thing yeah yeah. And I also heard that, like, this is a sidebar, but I heard that when you do too much of the reward thing, that they don't get it as it being something that they need to do. Yeah. They're just like, I'm going to do this for the reward. So I try not to. But, right, for the reward. Right. Not for the award. (laughs) Here's your award. (laughs) Here's your award. Congratulations. Congratulations. I've heard of um,
1: the M&M thing or any kind of reward, dimes. Some kids really go on money. I think we talked about that in the last episode. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here we are. So now we see we have recognized or we think we see that our kid is experiencing a regression. And during our sleep episode, we even had a question about that, too, about is can my four-year-old be having a sleep regression? One of our listeners had written in and said something about how their four-year-old was suddenly not wanting to go to sleep and waking up at 4 a.m. and that kind of thing. And our sleep expert, Becca Campbell, said it absolutely could be that, right? So that's the thing is that kids experience these regressions at all different ages and stages, even up into, you know, 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds, when they're having a big milestone of some kind, they could regress, which makes total sense. So what as parents can we do? The first thing with most things in parenting, I feel like this comes up a lot for us, Blair, is stop. Yeah. Take a step back. Take a breath. Breathe. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. Right? And see what could be the underlying cause of this regression. Is it somewhat obvious, like going back to school after a year of homeschooling, that kind of thing? Or is it something a little um different than that? Does your child sense tension between people in the household? Mm -hmm. If a parent and another child or two parents are having some tension that the child is picking up on, man, they pick up on everything, Right everything, everything, that could be what's triggering it. So Mm -hmm. take a step back and see what the underlying cause could be. You could talk to them about it. And mostly that's about empathy, right? It's not about harsh punishment. It's not about seeing this regression. You know, one of the articles I read said the harsher the punishment for behaviors during a regression, the longer the regression will be.
0: Well, that makes sense. Yes. For sure. It will prolong it, right? Right.
1: Fellow parents, we have to remember (laughs) that just because in that moment we feel confused, frustrated, angry, we've got to always see it through the lens of the regression that's occurring, which is
0: developmentally appropriate. And I know nothing about this at all, but I want to say that if you do open it up and you do see a, a regression of some sort, a deep regression of some sort, and you're not getting what you need from your kid, maybe take them to see their doctor. Yeah. Sure, why not? I mean, always call, my pediatrician is on speed dial. Yep, mine too. She
1: is on speed dial. Shout out, Dr. Ashley Shemansky. Shout Uh, out, Dr. Ala Blank.
0: (laughs) We love you, girl.
1: It is true. As with everything we talk about here, we're not experts. So please, if you see, especially if there's more than one thing happening, for instance, if there's potty training regression, that's one thing. If your child is also has disrupted sleep, potty training, behavioral outburst, it could behavior. Yeah. If it's more than one thing, talk to your doctor, talk to a medical professional for sure. So we're gonna empathize with our kid, we're gonna sympathize with what's happening, let your kid know, I see that you're upset and I understand what you're going through. It happens to me, it happens to other kids. As this Unity Point article says, children love to feel validated and understood. So be as reassuring as you can about the situation.
0: I always am so Kind of like not blown away, but I was like taken aback whenever I say to my kids, you know, sometimes mommy feels that way, too. And they look at me and they go, you do? Oh, their eyes widen. Yes. Yeah. They're like, really? And I remember like as a kid, I used to think that adults did not feel like I felt right or never did. So when I say that to my kids, and I really say it like we're having like a good conversation or in like an empathetic way, Mm -hmm. they're just like, wow, mom, (laughs) you've been through it too, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's nice. And sometimes later on down the road or whatever, they'll be like, well, mommy's felt this way too, or daddy's felt this way too. I'm like, yeah, exactly. See,
1: full circle. Yeah. Because you can imagine going through these developmental stages, climbing that ladder of childhood, of toddlerhood into childhood, into teenagehood can feel very lonely. Oh, yeah. It can feel very scary. So, yeah, as much as you can, take a step back, see what's going on, sympathize, you know, with what they're going through, empathize, I definitely feel where you're coming from, I, you know, this has happened to me, and then work on solutions, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big conversation, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be, I don't know about you, Blair, but I get a lot of my good thinking done at night when I'm laying in bed waiting for my melatonin to kick in. <laughs>
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come up with some solutions, and that could be it. So you've identified the problem. You've gotten in there and, and cuddled with your kid, given your kid the attention that they obviously need during this regression. You've empathized and said to them, I see where you're coming from. I understand it's happened to me. It happens to other kids too. You're not alone, right? And then you can think to yourself, what are some ways I can help reduce the stress of this? Is it something where my kid isn't getting enough time with me because now I'm back at the office, which is now open? Right? Mm-hmm. So can you restructure your evenings in a different way? Can you carve out 30 extra minutes, you know, for outside playtime with your kid, for snuggling in the tent, you know, if you built a little tent in their room, snuggling under there with them and reading, right now we're reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid.
0: It's oh, a, you are? It's so good. Jeez! You would love it? No, I just think it's very advanced. Well, my son isn't reading it by himself. He just turned five. I know, but I'm just like, we're selling like brown bear, man. <laughs> You also have a two year old though, so you have to like appeal to the. Your audience is very different. Oh yeah, that's right. I forget about her. I'm just like, oh right, you're here too. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. And Diary of a Wimpy Kid, it probably is a little old for him, but he really
1: got into. He's getting into chapter books, or wanting to read chapter books. But we also sometimes have time for two books. We try to because he really loves diary, so we'll read like five or seven pages of it. But every once in a while, we add another book and it's always just, you know, a regular children's book. We'll usually pair it with children's book that has the narrative (laughs) is just one book long as opposed to chapters. So work on solutions. Is it time? Maybe you schedule a few family dinners every week where everybody's home and you maybe you cook together. Maybe that's the time that your kid needs. Extra playtime, shared reading, cuddling, all these things reduce stress in your children. And as we said before... Now is not the time for harsh punishment. The final thing, and this is I think the biggest thing, is positive reinforcement of good behavior during this time. Mm -hmm. Really give that the attention. They're going to be acting out in a lot of different ways, some of them negative. Rather than giving the attention to those negative behaviors and your energy and your volume of your voice, right? Rather than that... You can acknowledge that those things are happening, but then when the good things happen during this regression, really lean into positive, positive reinforcement of those good behaviors.
0: Or like me, if it's too frustrating, just back away from it and don't give it any attention at all.
1: Yeah. As we said in a previous episode, you can ignore the behavior, but don't ignore the child. Uh,
0: yes. Of course. But sometimes
1: I thought that's what you were saying. I didn't mean to contradict you.
0: What, to ignore my child? Is
1: that what you say? <laughs>
0: I mean like not ignore them But like I'm ignoring your behavior Like I'm gonna sit here And I'm gonna be in front of you And I'm gonna let you scream And do what you need to do But I personally tend to lean towards I'm gonna wait for you to calm down Or I'm gonna wait for you to like figure it out And then I'm, I'll am be here if you need me But yeah. I'm not going to be like You know calm down You're such a good drawer I don't know <laughs> I think you can wait for the positive reinforcement (laughs) for when they do something positive. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant like, whilst they're breaking down, just be like, hey, buddy, stop. You're such a great helper. (laughs) (laughs) I see you losing it, but like, just keep in mind, you have such great penmanship. (laughs) Penmanship, I'm sure. (laughs) whoops just kidding
1: no and from that New York Times article they say and when your kids aren't exhibiting the regressive behaviors you're desperately trying to eliminate use labeled praise which is a phrase I've never heard before use labeled praise to then reinforce their good behavior labeled praise what does that mean like it means like literally say out loud good job getting in your bed so quickly good job picking your book Like actually say the praise. Label what it is that it is that you're praising. That you're praising. Yeah, exactly. Got it. And also like you can still have, even though we're kind of waiting it out through these outbursts during this regression, you can still have reasonable expectations. Like you can still have established boundaries to help your child meet those goals. You just got to be a little more flexible during these times. Flex it. Flex it. (laughs) You know what you got to do? You just got to like Channing Tatum it. You know what I mean? You just (laughs) flex it. So, Dr. Lee, the doctor from that New York Times article says, if you give your kid love and attention in the absence of her regressive behavior during those times when they're not regressing, that encourages her not to do it anymore and scratches the itch that caused the behavior in the first place. Yes,
0: Dr. Lee. Ooh, yes. Okay, Dr. Lee. Okay. You got us
1: there, Lee. Okay,
0: Dr. Lee. Mm Mm-hmm. I smell what you're stepping in, girl. I have heard picking up what (laughs) you're putting down, but I have not
1: heard I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Mm Mm-hmm. I smell what you're stepping in. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're going to have more about regression and what Blair and I are going to incorporate into our lives now that we've learned this. Uh, Do I have to keep picking my son up? (laughs) We'll talk about it more after this.
3: If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.
2: Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above,
1: Welcome back, everybody. It's Blair and Molly. And we're talking about childhood regression. And the funny thing is, I was thinking about when you look at your kid, we have such a personal attachment to their progress. Right? As if their progress is our progress. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's a reflection on who we are as people and who we are as parents, not just on where that kid is developmentally. 100%. And that's part of what we've talked about in previous episodes about like that playground conversation, compare and despair situation that we need to walk away from. We learned in previous episodes. And it's that same kind of thing. We're like, we have to give ourselves, we might be confused by what's going on. We might be angry or frustrated. Like me, Molly Lloyd, you know, at, at eight Oh five, when my kid was supposed to be in bed 15 minutes earlier, and he won't walk from the bathroom to the bedroom, which is 10 to 12 feet. Carry me. Every time I say the story, the distance between the bathroom and bedroom is going to get shorter. <laughs> Just to like make my point. I'm like, and he makes me carry him two to two and a half feet to his bedroom. <laughs> it's a solid amount. It's down a hallway. But I, you know, and it's so hard to remember in those moments to be compassionate, to take a step back, right? Because we're also living our lives. We might have other kids at home. You know, the worst is when I like still have on my shoes. You know, how you get to that point in the night where you're like, oh my gosh, I still have my shoes on. I just never took my shoes off. Like, You never had a minute to relax, you know, those days. Yes, I do. Oh, gosh. Or you still have lip gloss on. Or you don't pee.
0: Oh, you don't pee. You don't pee. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I have to pee so bad.
1: Yeah. Or you're like, oh, I forgot. I didn't eat. I
0: didn't eat. Oh, I didn't eat. That's why I'm so angry.
1: Yes. So we have all these other things in life we're dealing with. So our child's regression is hard to keep in perspective. So what I'm going to do, Blair, Mm. moving forward, my Mm. takeaway from this Mm. is that I need to just have that little flag in my head. That reminds me that my kid is not doing this on purpose to make me crazy. Right. Uh, That's the thing you have to remember is that it's not him against me. It's the fact that he needs me in some way in this moment. So I sometimes. Yeah. What do you mean? Sometimes. Sometimes they do it on purpose, too. And I think that that's why that little flag in my brain is what I'm talking about. Maybe you and I both need, which is like, right. This isn't one of those times like we have to remind ourselves of that when our kid is in a regression. It's because developmentally they have reached a point, a moment of insecurity or stress or loneliness Mm. and they need us and they need parental support. They need the scaffolding, right? As they are building their building, they need us to
0: scaffold them up. Isn't that so crazy that we act the worst when we need things the most, when we need people the most? Isn't that so crazy? And that if we can just all just like wrap our minds, just if each and every individual on planet Earth could just wrap our minds around the fact that when people act like crazy weeble wobbles, yep. that they just
1: need a hug. Yep. Or your undivided attention. They need you to put your phone down. Yep. For not long. Just for like a little bit of time. Just imagine. Yeah. <sighs> We'd be living in a different world. It's hard. And people's cry for help come in all different, you know, volumes.
0: Well, this is where it starts, though. The regressions, all this stuff, and then like how it's treated. Mm-hmm. Right? When you're a kid, how it's treated. It's how That's how you... It's your foundation. Yep. And then we build upon it. Yeah. So they're learning that... You know, if they pitch a
1: fit, they get mom or dad's or caretaker's attention. Mm -hmm. Even if it's negative, it's what they're looking for. They're looking for acknowledgement. I'm here. I exist. You see me Mm -hmm. in that regression. Yep, for sure. So be the scaffolding for them as much as you can in a positive way during this time. And also know that regressions don't last forever. They will last longer if they're treated with harsh punishment. But they don't last forever. That's the good thing. Like That's the
0: good news. Let me tell
1: you something. I've always wanted to put a sign over my toilet in French that says, but I'm not like a sign person with words, like word signs. Like live, love, love. Live, love, love. You got to live, love, love. You got (laughs) to live, love, love. But I do want to put it on that says this too shall pass, which I think is hilarious over a toilet because I'm an 11-year-old boy. Mm. But also like it is so true. And just remember that with regressions. Try to take a step back, see what's really the root of it. Yeah. Try to, you know, take care of some of that stress that might be happening, whether it be planning nest or time with your kid, figuring out family dinners, sitting down and talking about it. If it's outside of your scope, talk to your doctor, please, please, please do that. And also know that it isn't forever. Will your kid ever be potty trained? I don't
0: know. Doubtful. As long as she keeps dabbling. Let me tell you this. This child does not care. She does not care about doing anything that is not within her realm of care. So, I don't know. She probably will never get potty training uh, whatever. I got. I got one that is. So, I'll and deal with that. One out of two ain't bad at all. I feel like that's a win. I think it is quoted Meatloaf. <laughs> yes. I mean, solid tune. I think that... I just need to, as usual, look at it for what it is and not go into, like you said, like punishment mode, screaming mode, you know, which is my usual. Because it's like, you know what? Let me just have a moment with regressions right quick. Regressions, I understand that you need to take place in my child's life in order for them to learn and for their brains to develop. But could you choose a better time than bright and early in the morning or... Right before we go to bed. Right. Right. Can we just figure out a different time? So at least I'm at least a little bit caffeinated and I have the breath in me to deal. Yeah. And that's probably the
1: biggest challenge moving forward from this episode is like keeping perspective, no matter what time of day it is, because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make it to 745.
0: That's all I want to do.
1: And then anything that happens behavior wise is an obstacle. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, this is something working against me, an actual enemy. It's an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> not my child, but my child's behavior. And I have to not think of it that way. I think it'll really help in these moments. And, you know, after that, probably it means that we solved regression and our kids will never have a regression moment again. Oh, good luck to you all. Good luck to you all. Our listeners. we solved it. Regressions happen, man. So we did solve it. And if it should happen again, which it probably won't because we solved regression, just remember that regression can add to an already tense home environment, one of the doctors said in these articles. So because we are feeling confused or frustrated or disappointment. So just remember the underlying cause of it. I think that's the biggest thing is recognizing, framing that, hanging it on the wall during the course of the regression and be like, ah, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And understanding that link can help you cope with that child regression in a positive way. And that's the second thing, takeaway that we need to remember is that, like, the more that we can reward positive behaviors during this regression, the more that they'll recognize that that's what got the attention, which is what they want
0: in the first place. Totally. Yeah. We all just want attention. Oh, yeah, hey, you're talking to two actors. Give it all to us. Oh, we already got it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy toddler purgatory listeners thank you for being here thanks y'all thank you please tell your friends like subscribe we have some cute merch
0: merch get yourself to that merch store (laughs) who who doesn't want a picture of me and molly upon their chest (laughs) on a t-shirt and they got onesies i think they have toddler purgatory onesies i mean come on come on that's cute go to
1: toddlerpurgatory.com. we have all of our episodes there We have merch, and we'd love to hear from you, as always. There's also our parent company, What Fresh Hell, has an awesome and really active Facebook page. Just search on What Fresh Hell podcast. I think they have one or two groups that are pretty awesome and really supportive. I love the community that we have here under the What Fresh Hell umbrella, and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for being here, everybody.
0: Thanks, y'all. Take care.
4: Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. No one told us
5: the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.